Welcome to the Smarter Psychometrics and Assessment Podcast, where we discuss the world of assessment and psychometrics, the role of artificial intelligence and machine learning, and how these all work together to provide decision makers with more accurate information about people, thereby positively impacting how students learn, helping people achieve more in their career, and empowering organizations to improve their human capital. We have all experienced bad tests in our lives, so here you will have an opportunity to learn how to build better and smarter tests, as well as hear from some of the leading experts across the world. I'm Nathan Thompson, and I've loved psychometrics and data science since my first statistics class in college. I'm hoping that this podcast will help you understand the field, appreciate the incredible work that goes into developing and validating a good test, and hopefully learn more about how to apply psychometrics in your own work. In this episode, we will discuss a foundational question of what is psychometrics? Psychometrics is a field that's been around for a long time, more than 100 years, and it actually touches on many different aspects of society, from medicine to human resources to education. So everybody is with the field of psychometrics at some point, whether you're taking a benchmark exam for fifth grade math or trying to get into university or applying to take jobs. You know, these are things that generally happen to all people at some point in their life. So psychometrics is the science of educational and psychological testing. It studies how tests are developed, delivered, and scored, as well as other aspects such as validation, how they're being used, determining fairness, bias, and things like that. Psychometricians tackle fundamental questions around assessment, such as how to determine if a test is reliable or if a test question is of good quality, as well as much more complex questions, which we're going to talk about later. The goal of psychometrics is to make test scores fair, precise, and valid because scores are used to make decisions about people. And these are often really important decisions, such as whether they can pass a course, get into university, be hired for a job, and better tests mean better decisions. It, that's good both for the individuals as well as for the organizations. And why are we using tests? Well, the scientific evidence is absolutely overwhelming that tests provide better information for decision makers than many other types of information that are out there, such as interviews, resumes, essays, educational attainment, or age. So a little bit more about what is psychometrics. So psychometrics is the study of assessment itself, regardless of which type of test is under consideration. In fact, many psychometricians don't even work on a particular test. They just work on the field of psychometrics, such as inventing new methods of data analysis or developing new software. A lot of psychometricians don't care about the, what the test is measuring that they're working on and will often switch jobs to completely unrelated topics. You might have somebody who starts their career working in a K-12 testing company, and they might later move on to some psychological measurement and even later move on to working on an accountancy certification exam. Now, psychometrics is a branch of data science, and it's been around a long time, actually long before the word data science was invented and definitely before it became a buzzword. If you don't believe me, go look at the Coursera course on data science from Johns Hopkins University. I watched that once myself to dive deeper into some data science. And it was only a couple minutes into the very first video course, and they presented the Wikipedia page on psychometrics as one of the first examples of data science. They discussed the use of early factor analysis, looking at the structure of intelligence and personality. So even though assessment is everywhere and psychometrics is an essential aspect of assessment, most people don't totally understand what psychometrics is, and it remains a black box. In fact, professional psychometricians are often referred to as psychomagicians in jest by people within the industry. But understanding of psychometrics is important for anyone working in the testing industry, especially those who are developing or selling tests. 
That's also important for many areas that he use assessments, such as human resources and education. Um, before we go further, I want to make a comment about what psychometrics is not. And psychometrics is not a topic that's limited to very narrow types of assessment. I've encountered a number of times in my career where people use the word psychometrics interchangeably with concepts like IQ testing or personality assessment. Both of those are part of psychometrics, but it's a really, really tiny part of psychometrics. You know, IQ testing is less than 1% of the assessment that goes on in the world. So thinking of IQ testing and psychometrics is certainly underserving the field and the word. Also, make sure not to uh, confuse the word psychometrist and psychometrician. Psychometrist is somebody that delivers assessments, usually within a clinical environment. They might work in an autism center, delivering tests to students that come into that center, or they might work in a school, like a K-12 school, where they're delivering exams to students on personality or IQ. A psychometrician is somebody that develops tests rather than deliver them. So I mentioned before that I'm going to get into some more of the advanced topics of what psychometrist discusses, and that's what they all cover next. So Building a, maintaining a high-quality test is not easy, uh, especially if it's a really large-scale test or being used for really important purposes, such as a university admissions test that's being delivered across the nation or across the world, and is being delivered four times a year, and you know, as well as going across years. You want to make sure that the scale of the test, the scores, maintain their meaning across time, and that the cut score of pass or fail maintains its meaning across time, and that the the accuracy of the test main, is maintained across time. There's a lot of work that goes into this. So one of the first steps is defining what should be covered by the test. That is test design. Before you write any items, you need to specifically define what is going to be on the test. The first thing is usually defining what the test is. You know, what is the role of it within a profession? Is the test going to be used for university admissions or placement? If so, what is the target market of students that's being used on? Uh, you have to start by making that very high-level foundational decision. Uh, next, you decide what are the specific things that go into that. Uh, if it's an educational assessment, such as a benchmark assessment for K-12 within a state, often that's going to be fine by the curriculum of the state. But there are many assessments where you don't have a nice handy definition like that to start off with. In certification credentialing, there's usually not a good place to start off with. Like if you're making an exam for a certified widget maker, Okay, what does a widget maker do? So the first thing you do then is what's called a job analysis study or a job task analysis. And to do that, they will survey a bunch of widget makers, find out what things they do most often, and that gets end up being turned into the design of the test. Uh, if you're working with credentialing exams, like a certification or certificate, if you would get that certification accredited, which is a stamp of quality that your certification exam is of high quality, you have to do a job analysis study as well as some of the other things that I'm going to talk about here. Next step is ensuring that the items are of good quality. You want to make sure that items are well-written and well-defined and not confusing. We've all encountered confusing questions in our life, so that's certainly one thing that we want to be aware of and try to ward off as we're developing the test. If you're working at a large organization, usually there's professional item development experts that are working on writing those questions, such as university admissions exam. But if you're working on a certification exam, the people writing those questions are often not professional test developers. They're going to be professional widget makers or whatever the profession is. So in those cases, the psychometrician will often have to work first on training those widget makers on how to write good questions. And they'll often review the, the questions that are written, as well as making sure that they're reviewed by other widget makers before they're considered part of the active pool. Uh, another important aspect of that is item banking. 
Item baking is the process of managing large pools of test questions and tracking important metadata around them, such as who wrote them, when was it written, who reviewed it, you know, what domain or curriculum standards is it tied to, which tests have used it in the past, what are the statistics of the, te- the question, you know, how many people got it right last year versus this year. There's some things that go into that. Another important step in psychometrics is setting a defensible cut score. Not all exams have a cut score, but many do. And if you want to set a cut score on an exam, you can't just pick a nice round number like 70% just because it sounds nice or because that's what was used in your high school algebra class. You have to go through what's called the standard setting study and get input from experts or actual data on the test to set the cut score on the exam. This is often used in certification licensure testing where you've got a pass-fail situation, but it's also used in pre-employment testing where you've got a higher non-higher situation or people get flagged for being able to move forward in the process into the interviews. It's also often used in education for categorizing students, such as basic skills, proficient skills, or advanced skills on a topic. Some of the methods that are used to this process are the modified Angoff method, the Butte compromise, the contrasting groups method, the bookmark method, the borderline groups method, and many more. But generally, just most of the projects that are done, most of the standard setting studies that are done utilize the modified Angoff or the bookmark methods. Another thing that psychometricians work on is psychometric analysis of the results. And this is to validate both the individual results of the questions as well as the overall test. Smaller testing organizations will typically utilize classical test theory, which is based on simple mathematics like proportions and correlations and averages. But large, high-profile organizations will use what's called end response theory which is a machine learning-based approach for analyzing and validating the assessments. Uh, psychometricians will look at the overall reliability of the test, as well as subscores usually. They'll look at difficulty and discrimination of each item. If it's multiple choice, they'll look at distractor analysis. They'll often look at possible bias using what's called differential item functioning. They might look at the dimensionality of the test using factor analysis. They might uh, flag items based upon these things and send them back to the item writers and reviewers to have them fixed for next year. But they can also, will usually make tech reports that document the quality of the test in case it's ever challenged. Psychometricians will also work to make sure that scores are comparable across time and across test forms. This is called linking and equating. If you take an exam that's delivered more than once, which is most exams, such as one that's delivered twice a year, you know, going across multiple years, You have to make sure that a score of 95 this time means the same as a score of 95 next time means the score same as a score of 95 three years from now. There's actually a lot of work that goes into this where you're talking about large-scale exam. Another thing that uh, is really, really important for psychometricians is to establish the validity of the test. Now, validity actually isn't part of the test. It refers to interpretations of test scores when of evidence that our score interpretations are valid and some score. Tests can actually be used for multiple things. You know, theoretically, a high school graduation exam can also be used for college admissions. Doesn't necessarily mean that it should, but it could. It might be validated for one and not the other. Psychometricians will work on validating exams and the scores that come out of them so that we know that the scores are producing the type of information that we want to. So psychometrics is actually used in a lot of different areas. One of the most common ones is certification, licensure, and credentialing. Here, psychometricians will often work with a team of experts, such as a panel of widget makers, to do a job analysis, develop test blueprints, write and review the items, 
do a modified Agoff study or a similar process, publish the exam, perform statistical analysis after every delivery, maybe after every year as well, and manage everything in a professional item baking or test delivery platform. Psychometricians also work frequently in the pre-employment field, where they're developing tests that are being used to select people to work in jobs. This, there's different types of tests that can go into this. There's obviously personality-related tests, or what we call non-cognitive, where you're evaluating things like conscientiousness or propensity for counterproductive work behavior. But it's also testing aptitude, such as verbal reasoning or quantitative reasoning. And it can test, frequently test people on their skills, such as knowledge of Microsoft Word or bookkeeping principles. Psychometricians definitely work a lot in education, both at the K-12 level and at the university's levels. There's two types of assessment within the world of education. They're actually pretty distinct. There's formative assessment, which is in classrooms. So like teachers developing assessments, delivering them to get, you know, figure out what the students know versus don't know and be able to teach them better and that sort of thing. There's also summative assessment, uh, which happens at the end of a school year or at the end of the semester, or maybe even at the end of four years of training program. Uh, psychometricians are very important for establishing the validity of these assessments, both types, but usually the summative, it has more stakes associated with it. So more effort will often go into validating those assessments. Psychometricians also work in the field of medicine and psychology where they're developing things like surveys to be delivered after surgeries or being able to assess people on depression or autism or other types of psychological aspects like that. There's a relatively recent surge in research within that area that are, is now using modern psychometrics like item response theory and adaptive testing, which have been used in the employment and education fields for decades, but are still relatively unused within the fields of medicine and psychology. So that's a quick introduction to psychometrics. I mean, you're welcome to visit our YouTube channel to learn more and get deep descriptions into advanced topics like item response theory and adaptive testing. I'd also recommend if you're interested in learning about more about psychometrics or becoming a psychometrician yourself, go look at the website for the National Council for Measurement in Education, NCME. Uh, there's a lot of great resources there, including an area dedicated to potential psychometrics grad students to help you find an appropriate graduate program where you can get a graduate degree in psychometrics and join the band, come work with us, and help improve the decisions that are being made about people every day by making tests smarter and fairer. Thank you.